Hello and welcome to Queer Media Pills, the podcast bringing queer media to your ears one small pill at a time. My name is Mars, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm your host. Today we're going to talk about a film titled Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. I didn't know about this film until very recently when my university's film society had a screening of it for LGBT History Month. And this is why these months are useful, even though sometimes they honestly seem like a waste of time. Like, I often feel like weeks and months and days we have to celebrate the community, other than like pride, pride, are a bit superficial. Like, uh, there's something that really sometimes distracts us from the daily fight, from the fact that we do indeed have problems. And because, hey, we have the days of visibility. What, what else do we need? But that that is a me problem like a negative attitude that i'm trying my hardest to control because it's just generally not true these days are useful and it's always useful to talk about queer issues and celebrate our identities um you know that's what i'm trying to do here as well for instance i had literally never heard of this one movie and i'm so confused as to why because i loved it and it's the kind of content i've been desperately looking for by polyamorous healthy loving relationship like hello where had this film been hiding the whole time professor marston the wonder women was directed by angela robinson it came out in 2017 and it's based on the real story of the creator of wonder woman professor marston and of the two women he had a relationship with the film deals with the way they had to hide their polyamorous relationship in order to live a normal life and the way their private sexual romantic journey directly fed into and like informed the creation of Wonder Woman herself. And I really think this film was only made because it came out in 2017, which was also the year the first Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie came out. So they probably hoped to ride its success, except nope did not work out so many people i've talked to so many queer people i talked to had never heard of it so it's a bit like who's the audience for this and to be fair i really think part of the audience for this is very much a cishat monogamous audience who's there to gawk at this relationship and sort of like understand it a bit better but in a very assimilationist I can never say that word, but like assimilation. Of course, of course, uh, the angle is assimilation because it's a classic Hollywood film. But you can also really tell this film was directed by a woman, a sapphic woman, because of the way sex scenes were depicted. Because it was never voyeuristic, like it didn't linger on the women's bodies, making it a spectacle of like the weird uh, relationship they have. Weird in quotes, obviously. And especially when it came to the BDSM aspect, because there are some scenes in which they explore that. I liked it was very much not linked to the characters being bisexual and or polyamorous. And therefore, you know, the whole stereotype of being bisexual and therefore non-monogamous and therefore kinky and therefore depraved, which is just a a bunch of things that are all connected loosely by a thread of uh, puritanism and just because you're all of them or just one or none of them that that is no judgment on personal value whatsoever obviously but like of course there is this big stereotype that the three um sort of come hand in hand while the characters depicted in this were bisexual polyamorous and kinky 
the things were clearly framed as not being first of all linked with each other directly and also being a case of this is them exploring an experience and it's not a matter of cause and consequence which is also a very complex conversation to be had because i do really think there's also the matter of once you're out of that box of what's normal then it's probably also gonna be easier to be likely to try and explore other ways um your identity and your experience may not fit the tradition so that's why i would say these characters and some for example by people then also discover polyamory or kink or both or a lot of non-binary people I know are also bisexual or queer in some other way. Because in a way, that one queerness you figure out about yourself first is a gateway to more queerness. There is this one way of being normal, which is, you know, it fits all these boxes. You have to be monogamous, you have to be heterosexual and heteroromantic and cisgender and all these things, these are all boxes that you need to tick in a very specific way to be quote-unquote normal, to be not queer. And of course some of these boxes shift, like it's very complex to figure out exactly where society stands in terms of the normalcy of everything, where, um, I don't know, at the time this film is set in, the box of normality was now being vanilla, so not into any sort of kink, you know? good old heterosexual missionary and that's it with lights off and under the blankets but like for example if you look at 2021 well 2021 we're all looking to hold one hand and we'll all gasp and die but you know in modern times in general before exposing one's nose would be a scandal but in a normal non-post-apocalyptic scenario uh, I would say kink, for example, and society's relationship to kink has definitely shifted where I've seen a lot of articles and studies being done around uh, young uh, uh, women and uh, late teenage girls feeling like they had to perform some level of kink, like say being slapped or choked, because that's what media depicts as the cool, the normal, the correct way to have sex and that's what the social expectation is now and the truth is that there is just one way, you know, like there is just what society expects and it becomes so much more complex so then you're expected to be kinky but you're also expected not to be too kinky, like there's always a very delicate and hard to thread on line the people are expected to conform to to fit in one box and like that's just not how human nature works you know i'm not gonna say like in vanilla sex and just missionary is queer now because it isn't but it's also sometimes frowned upon and like it's definitely queer to not want to have sex at all um there is this one specific norm that like it's that one way that it's okay to be and if you don't fit it you're gonna be an anomaly either way like whether you don't fit it because you're too much or too little so then speaking from experience it becomes to so much easier to explore in what other ways you don't fit once you figured out that you actually don't in that one way and that's why queer people flock together and why so many friend groups of people 
in which one person comes out then end up being queer friend groups because there's like sort of this domino effect where hey i'm friend with this person this person doesn't quote unquote fit the norm but they're fine and they're happy so what if i don't fit the norm either and then you find out that you actually don't and you find out things about yourself because once we all push outside this idea that there's some things that are okay and that are normal and some things that aren't and start looking at things more in the ways like does this harm people for example that's an actual valid way to figure out what's okay and what isn't to do you know and yeah this was this is really to say that that's the problem with like the idea of uh, assimilation the idea of uh, actually it's okay to be gay um y- yes of of course it is this isn't um Mars from Queer Media Pills comes out as homophobic. No. What I want to say is that the concept itself of something being okay, being normal, is a concept I want us all to question. And this film really made me think a lot in that sense. Made me think a lot on... Well, the narrative here is that they're not okay within society. They're not normal. And as the spectator, we're supposed to empathize with our struggle and they're being in the closetness. And absolutely we do. This is a very well-executed film. I really liked it. It does fit very traditional filmmaking aesthetic and, like, I don't know, it's a high-budget-ish Hollywood film. Like, when I say high-budget, I don't mean it's Avengers, but I do mean it's not, like, a DIY film made by queer people from the ground up, like, grassroots. No. It's backed by production companies, and you can really tell, and it's got, like, uh, semi-big-name actors. So it's obviously really not the place to look for a groundbreaking revolutionary narrative, and I want to bring this into the conversation and remind us to take it into account when we look at it. Like, and I don't want to be the party pooper, you know? Like, I'm not saying, oh, you're not allowed to enjoy it because it encourages uh, an idea of what's normal and what isn't, even if it questions the idea of normality. Um, But what I do want to say is that, yeah, I liked it. Within the frame of reference, I liked it very much because I think it's also so important to have a mainstream representation because it helps on a short term or of not being hate crime if that makes sense uh, so there is this pull between yes ideologically i do want to question our idea of normality and why do we need to be normal to have a dignity to life on the other way normalizing quote-unquote some um, realities that are less known or more uh, hated and uh, full of as disgusting and uh, depraved is important to help people who fit in those identities and uh, maybe you know you can show this film to your friend who thinks uh, you are uh, just a serial cheater because you're polyamorous and they might start figuring it out and come around so yeah this is my reflection on professor marston the wonder woman 2017 let me know what you thought of it on my social media at Queer Media Pills on Instagram or Twitter or on my website queermediapills.com where I'm gonna have a comment section for this episode because uh, yeah I finally managed to put together sort of a website and it's still a bit under construction if you want to be featured on it I am thinking of having a section that's gonna be a queer artist of the month so do reach out if you make anything it can be 
visual art it can be films it can be music podcasts i can't think of anything else right now maybe you're a writer whatever until then and until next week friday when we're gonna come back with a new episode at 4 p.m as usual goodbye